podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast, home of the best 49ers takes. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how are you doing today? So good. How are we doing, 49ers fans? I'll just speak for the fans in general and say we are doing well. We had a preseason game yesterday. It was fun. And roster cuts are happening. And with each preseason game that comes by, the closer we get to real football against Detroit in week one. We are almost there, Daniel. And I can't wait. And I feel guilty, right? As you said, as we get close to real football against Detroit in week one, I wanted to make some joke about Detroit not being real football, but I will not and just say that I thought of it. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good joke. But no, they're, they're, they're getting better. They're certainly getting there. DeAndre Swift will be a fun, fun running back to play week one. Um, but, yes, you're right. Getting closer to real football is really what I'm itching about. Um, I can't wait to watch regular season football i want to see our starters play i want to see them play all game long yes not just the beginning i am excited to see how our roster finishes out and who truly makes it and i'm excited to see that final depth chart and look at our second string and even third string guys who will either get into the game for a couple of snaps to give the starters a breather or if someone you know at the end of the game for blowing someone out um, putting guys in and, you know, understanding who's ready to go in if there's an injury. Um, I'm excited just uh we have a lot of depth on our team and that's what I'm excited to, to get into today. Yeah. couple bits and pieces of news. We had joint practice, um, I was going to say in San Diego, in LA with the Chargers this week. The Bosa brothers got to hang out, spend some family time together. Um, they... Had a good time hanging out. It seemed like George Kittle was spending time with them and wanted to be an adopted third brother in there. And a lot of celebrities made an appearance as Joe Daly came to practice and he was, quote, trying his hand at coaching. And I would love to see Joe Staley join our coaching squad. He seems like he'd be a great coach. Like, I yeah. don't, and that's, that's been on like, that's been buzzing around for a while, like Joe Staley being a, um, being a future coach for the 49ers. He and Kyle are close. I mean, they, they spent some time together on was the 4th of July. They were hanging out in San Diego. Like they, I think Joe Staley coming on the, joining the 49ers coaching staff seems like I would be more surprised if it doesn't happen in the next five years than if it does. Hmm. I like that. I would be, I would be jazzed about that. Another, another pair that showed up in practice was Drew Brees and LaDainian Tomlinson. They had a little reunion there. Um, but why that's important is because Drew Brees talked with Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance for a bit and uh, just a few quick words of advice for them. And, um, you know, future Hall of Famer, multiple Super Bowl champion talking to our quarterbacks is there's quite literally nothing more you can ask for in terms of a. Yeah. And it, it clearly wasn't just a chat. Drew Brees was doing some footwork. He was demonstrating some stuff for Trey Lance. Daniel, I think I mentioned to you this earlier, but only after seeing him Trey Lance next to Drew Brees did I really appreciate how huge of a human being Trey Lance is. Because Drew Brees is well known for being a shorter, 
guy for an NFL quarterback, but he's probably taller than me around my height. And Trey Lance just looked That's huge right. next to him. I think Trey is like six foot four. He's a massive human being. And I just, I feel like we shouldn't forget that. Yeah. Drew Brees is six feet tall and uh, I'm trying to, yeah. Trey Lance is six, four. You are correct. No. I, uh, Daniel, I got another joint practice story that I read that I don't think I mentioned to you. I saw, I read this in the athletic, they were saying after the practices, all the quarterbacks and the 49ers and the Chargers got together and did a little friendly, like throw the football super far into a net competition, kind of like some Aaron Rodgers videos of him doing this went viral. And Daniel, only one quarterback out of the 49ers and the Chargers quarterbacks successfully threw the ball into the net. Who do you think it was? Well, by the way, by the tone of your voice and the excitement in it, I'm going to say Trey Lance, but I want to guess Easton Stick for fun. See, I kind of tricked you into that by putting on that voice. It was actually Nate Sudfeld was the only quarterback that successfully really? threw the ball into the net. Yeah, everyone else missed, but Sudfeld put it in there. So that's why he beat out Josh Rosen, which brings us to our next set of news for the day, <laughs> roster cuts. <laughs> because we're in 49 segue. Thank you. Thank you. Because we're in 49ers training camp, cuts are happening. The roster's working its way down to 53. 49ers had to make five cuts last week. They'll have to make another, I have it here, I think another 10 cuts this week. Yeah, no, another just another five cuts this week. My apologies by tomorrow at 1 p.m. Tomorrow, Tuesday, August 24th. But they made five cuts last week. Most prominent quarterback, Josh Rosen. Uh, Daniel, any thoughts on Josh Rosen's long-lived and glorious 49ers tenure? Yeah. Um, to put it kindly, it wasn't much. Um, he didn't play a lot, nor did he look like he should be playing all that much. Um, I, I think it could be the end of the road for him. Um, yeah, he might bounce around from team to team is a third string backup, but I mean, if he's not like, I'm not trying to dog Nate Sudfeld, but I was not expecting Nate Sudfeld to beat him out for the third string job. So I'm like, if you can't, beat another guy who's been bouncing around like I don't I just don't know I don't know yeah I don't know how Josh Rosen looked so good in college and was the 10th overall pick and so can't stick to the team as someone who as UCLA fan spent a lot of time watching Josh Rosen in college I have to say it it was hit or miss like you knew he had talent he was an accurate guy but like he was not he was not the most like loved quarterback he was yeah, I mean, he won us some great games, but he was not – he didn't have, like, the college career of, like, a Justin – Justin Trevor Lawrence. Why can't I get that name right? Or a – even a Justin Fields or a Mac Jones or a Joe Burrow. Like, that was not Josh Rosen. It was – this guy is supposed to be, like, the best quarterback that UCLA's had in, since Troy Aikman. But we're not winning that many games. Like, is that on coaching? Is that – like, I, just, I have a real love-hate relationship with Josh Rosen. I was excited when he came to the 49ers. He seemed like a guy who, who might be able to make it work in Shanahan's system. He's accurate by all accounts. He's a smart guy. I mean, that was one of the big knocks on him coming out into the NFL was that he was not too smart for football, but interested in a lot of other things, kind of an intellectual guy. He, I mean, I think he proved that he does love football. Like you don't bounce around from practice squad to practice squad. If you're not genuinely willing to work on an NFL career, the 49ers gave him every opportunity. I mean, that's why Nate Sudfeld didn't play in the first preseason game. They're trying to give Rosen a chance to win the job and he just didn't do it. And yeah, I agree with you. I think it, I think it is probably the end of the road. I mean, if Kyle Shanahan can't make you 
a good NFL quarterback, you are not a good NFL quarterback. And that was really cemented in my mind this week by watching some Nick Mullins highlights on the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh boy. I know this is kind of a tangent, but it'll, it'll relate. He, he stunk Daniel and I love Nick Mullins and man, he looked so bad, indecisive, like just terrible. And I was just watching that. Like I saw some highlights and I was just like, wow, Kyle Shanahan is amazing. If he made this guy look good. So all that to say is if he can make that bad of a quarterback look good and he can't make Josh Rosen look good, that, that says a lot. I just don't even understand what the Cardinals saw in him to make him, you know, they're always, at least until they got Kyler, they were quarterback thirsty, trying to find that young guy, trying to find who it was. So they got all excited and I just didn't get what they saw. But the funniest part is Josh Rosen was the fourth quarterback drafted in the first round. And he was so blown away that he was taken fourth. He was supposed to be like a number one overall pick. Which is nuts. And he's like, how's that taken fourth? And I'm like, well, there were nine. Uh, there were nine mistakes made ahead of him. Made ahead of him is what he said. Yeah. Turns out yeah. there was actually one mistake, and it was drafting Josh Rosen. Yeah, and uh, Josh Allen doesn't look too bad, and that is quite the understatement. I mean, he is the he is one of the futures of the NFL. And um, in in fairness, most people thought that was a bad pick. Like I remember seeing Josh Allen get picked, and be like, "What is going on?" Really? Yeah, I don't think that was it. It was not like. Like there were a lot of NFL draft people who were yeah. like, who were like, this guy's going to be awesome. But it was, I mean, it was a weird, I remember thinking at the time, like, this is a weird pick kind of similar things to Trey Lance. Like this guy didn't play at a high level, but even yeah. that, like Trey Lance didn't play at a high level, but he dominated Josh Allen, like didn't win that much. Like I've only been getting into college football the last two years. So they were, those guys were playing college ball before I truly paid a lot of attention. Like I knew who was winning, but I didn't know because of who was on their team or I, I was not a big uh understand like I, I would I would wait till it was a couple months until the draft and I would study the potential first two round draft picks and try to learn about them but so at that point I, yeah. I didn't really know about them but um so it's not really fair for me to say I wasn't shocked about Josh Allen and was about Josh Rosen but I yeah, just I, to say that and then see him play and I'm like dude Lamar was picked after you and uh, I don't know how he feels about being picked after you. Well, that's my that that's my final thought on Josh Rosen. Before we move on, we got four more roster cuts to talk about, and then we have a great preseason game to break down. But yeah, we way too much time on Josh Rosen. Way too much time on Josh Rosen. But after that NFL draft, I told a bunch of people, I was like, the two best quarterbacks to come out of this draft are going to be Lamar Jackson and Josh Rosen. Like, you just watch. They're going to be the two best. And I kind of think – that average is out to being a pretty successful take, considering how good Lamar is. Yeah, but seeing how bad Josh Rosen is, does that not? <laughs> I picked the best quarterback in the draft class by a mile and the worst quarterback in the draft class by a mile. Like anyways, Josh draft. Rosen, we wish you the best. Maybe you've got – like I, I have been nothing but impressed with you with how you have battled it out to stay on NFL rosters. Seems like you've been kind of a class act through it all, and yeah. I wish you best of luck when you go to the business school that your grandfather founded. Here's to you, Josh. Here's to you. All right. Four more roster cuts to break down. I got them right here. So we cut Josh Rosen. And then we also cut. Since we last recorded, we cut Eddie Vanderdoes, defensive tackle, Donald Payne, linebacker, James Burgess, outside linebacker, and Ken Webster, defensive back. 
Those are our five first cuts. Any prominent things? Vanderdose had been looking pretty good, which I think just speaks to, we talked about this in the preseason, how incredible the defensive line depth we've built is that we've had to cut good defensive line players and we're going to continue to have to cut good D-line players. Yeah. Exciting. I mean, we're going to, yeah, you're, we're, we're going to wait to talk about the depth once we hit the game, but I will say we're going to like, these guys could make rosters somewhere else during the season. And we're going to have really? to cut other guys that I would bet are going to play somewhere else because we have so much depth at specifically defensive line, but other positions as well. Um, I, I'm going to have a hard time with these cuts leading up to cut down the 53 man roster. There's some guys in preseason that I've really liked to watch. And I know that they're playing, they're also playing second, third and fourth ranked teams as well, but there's some guys that could round out the, the bottom part of our team that I do not want to see go. And I would love to have them on the team, but yeah. 53 man roster sounds ridiculous. But then when you look at how many positions we have to fill after the starters and who's going to fill out the depth chart. I'm like, whoa, there is not a lot of room to put some of these potential studs. So we'll we'll get into that when we do the breakdown, but you're right. I'm blown away by the depth and how tough these cuts are going to be. Yeah. I think this is going to be, cause I've always been a big 49ers fan, but doing this podcast is by far the most preseason football I've ever watched just to pay attention to everything. And I just think I'm going to be really attached to some of these guys. Like when, when, you know, somebody gets cut, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, you dropped that pass from Trey Lance, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I don't know. I feel like I've seen way more of these guys. Normally, it's just like, ah, I've never heard of him. But now it's like, oh, yeah, I saw him. He looked he looked good when he was playing against other fourth stringers. Yeah. All right, Daniel, you want to move in to talk in about the 49ers preseason victory against I the Los Angeles Chargers? I would love it. I'm very well, excited to, to note about this. Yeah, where should we take it? Should we start Trey Watch? Should we start how deep the team looks? Should we start Easton Stick Talk? Where are we going with this? Easton Stick. Let's just stay consistent and go into Trey Watch and just start with him from the from the get-go. Yeah, so my first thought on Trey Watch was I was sitting right before halftime being like, oh my gosh, am I going to have to go on this podcast and make a joke about how the best North Dakota State QB playing in this game was Easton Stick? And by the way, I was listening. I live in Los Angeles, so I was listening to the Chargers announcers. Easton Stick, they were hyping that guy up a lot. There were Joe Montana comparisons. Oh I think someone God. may have made a Lamar Jackson comparison with how he could run. So, yeah, that was ridiculous. He Remember that he got sacked for a safety. But anyway, Trey Lance, Trey Lance did everything we wanted to see from him from that point. He had two bad drives. You know, the pick, kind of his fault, not his fault. We can talk about that. But then he just – I was just so impressed that he came out. He ran a two-minute drill, which I think we talked about this in the podcast, how he had been having a lot of trouble in situational drills and practice, and, like, two-minute drills were giving him a lot of problems. And so he ran a successful two-minute drill to end the first half, which was great. And then he came out and ran an awesome full drive down the field for another touchdown, scrambled it in for a two-point conversion, got to see a little Trey scrambling. So, yeah, that was an emotional roller coaster. But I guess my big takeaway was I continue to be impressed by Trey Lance and I'm impressed that he was able to stay out there and, and bounce back, even though he may have bounced back against a lesser tier of players than he was originally playing against. Daniel, any big takeaways from Trey? Yeah, we were talking about this um, post game. Uh, we're, I was texting you and I was noting just, you know, I wouldn't say that either Trey or Jimmy neither of our quarterbacks really, really got me going during the game. Um, None of them looked super impressive. Um, But I will say 
Um, Trey's run in the third quarter got me really excited for the opportunities that he's going to have to break away, to do some scrambles, to do some designed runs, and was he has some wheels. First down. Yeah, uh, when he went and got that first down, and it was it was so fun to watch, and I love it. I'm excited to see it. Um, his second touchdown to Travis Benjamin. Oh, beautiful, beautiful! It's an absolute bullet. And we talked about after the game, we were texting how it's almost, and I saw some reports on it this morning, but it's almost that Trey Lance throws the ball too hard. Yeah. Like, he calmed down the, the missiles. Um, but his throw to Travis Benjamin was an absolute needle thread at its finest. There was two or three defenders around him, and it was just perfectly placed, perfectly timed, a really tough pass, uh, but he made it look like he's been doing it for years. The biggest yeah. thing to note, on that one play is David Lombardi actually tweeted about it this morning as well. And I was happy to see that he saw that too. Um, Trey was really patient in the pocket. And so he was looking at someone else said, no, stayed there was patient and hit Travis Benjamin in a tiny spot. So I just think his presence in the pocket, that, that play and just that drive was, was awesome. Yeah. That was a, that was a bullet. I was excited to see, especially after, it was pretty clear that Trey was putting a lot of heat on the football, especially early on. But he had on the first touchdown drive, I think, a pass to Trent Sherfield, who, by the way, has been incredible. We talked about this big Trent Sherfield guy here. Yep. But he he threw a beautiful little like like a nice little touch pass, not much like a perfect pass, not the line drives he was throwing. He was throwing earlier. And so it was nice to see that he can do that as well. And then it was nice to see him throw that perfect laser to Travis Benjamin. So it was nice to to see that he can vary the heat he's putting on the ball. Cause especially early on, it was pretty clear. And this might've just been nerves. I mean, the guy's played two football games in the last year and a half, but he was putting smoke on those balls. And that led to some drops and an interception. And some of those were Trey's fault. Some of them were the player's fault. I mean, he hit guys, the guys were able to get hands on the, um, who was he throwing to on the one that was picked? Was it Sanu? I don't remember who it was, but I, I want to say it wasn't Sanu, but I could, I could be wrong. It, it might not have been Sanu, but he was able to reach out, get hands on it, and it bounced off and then was intercepted. So that was it was a bad pass. It was above his head. He had to really reach for it. But still, there were, there were other ones that were good passes. Guys got their hands on them, and they dropped because Trey was putting too much heat on the ball. So I'm curious, Daniel, is that – is that something that goes away when Trey Lance gets on the field with our first string receivers? Like, are they just going to be able to catch those better or does he need to, do they need to work better together to understand the level of heat he's putting on the ball? What's too much, what's enough and getting ready for that. I'd be curious your thoughts. I don't think it's necessarily something that goes away. Um, we saw first preseason game, Brandon Ayuk had a pretty bad drop. Um, Kittles had kind of a track record of more drops than we'd like to see. And I don't know if those drops are simply becoming of or coming because of bullet passes. Obviously, Kittles weren't um, from Trey Lance and they're from Jimmy, who doesn't throw massive bullets like Trey has been doing the last two games. So I, I don't know. I don't think it's something that's just going to go away. Um, I think that Trey will f- figure out how he how he throws in game. I do think having the first team there will first team offense, the first team receivers will limit that for sure. And we'll see less of it because there's better receivers. I think preseason, uh, maybe there's jitters, maybe there's getting back into it is, has been a struggle for them. Um, I just don't see it as something that it will just go away. So I do think it is something they need to work together. Um, 
but yeah, it, it is a little worrisome. I'm not too worried about it, but I definitely am, am thinking that that is something that I want to be worked out before we see him come in. Um, yeah, it, it reminded me a little of Kaepernick. Kaepernick used to have similar issues where he was just throwing fastballs out there sometimes. And so it was interesting to see that in a 49ers uniform again. Yeah, and Traylon's just throwing real hard. But what I love is, and again, David Lombardi noted this this morning. Um, he said that I think Shanahan had to be pleased with how quickly Lance released his two touchdowns. Um, Definitely. He had no elongated windup. Those were bullets and both testaments to the pro style background that he made the 49ers so bullish in their pre-draft prediction. Yeah. And I think that is a fantastic point by David Lombardi. Um, and no, like we, we want Trey to throw the ball hard. Um, I think on those short passes, he's got to hit them lower. I know there was one Richie James that almost hit him in the face, kind of right yeah. hands, like a great, a great but spot. But that's just Richie James. It, yeah, I know. but I don't think Richie James is making this team. I don't either. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think he's either. Um, Kyle yeah. Shanahan did say that the receivers better get used to it when he was asked about that. So he certainly sees – and that also implies just a lot about the team that I that makes me excited. But I mean, he certainly like sees it as calm down. Totally. Yeah. What are you going to say? Like, don't throw the ball so hard. But it is a clearly it's something Trey is aware of because he was later in the game. He was definitely putting more control on the ball. Um, let's talk a bit about seeing him run. I don't know if you saw a play in practice. Trey Lance took, I think, seven or eight snaps with the first team in joint practices. Chargers. Chargers okay. Niners and there was a QB draw that they called that was the first you know it's it's practices somebody's filming it on their phone the team probably doesn't even want them filming but it was the first designed run play I had seen Trey run and he was running it against the I think even Bosa might have been out there although he may have been off at that point but he was yeah it was a QB draw he got 15 I think he I think he ran it for a touchdown and so that was the first designed run we've seen Trey Lance run and I really really think and a lot of the beat reporters are saying this too that Kyle is not calling these design run tra- run plays for Trey Lance in the preseason. He wants him to get used to an NFL pocket. He wants him to adjust to playing football again after not playing for a year because of all the weird stuff with COVID and the, the FCS. And he wants him to – and I think he wants to keep those plays secret and he wants to keep Trey safe. So the running – I don't think so- he is worried about him. I don't think no. he thinks he needs as much practice as he does in the pocket. Totally. But that's why it was interesting to see Trey Lance run because those were not, we saw two runs from Trey Lance, right? You mentioned the first down and then we had the two point conversion. Those were not designed runs. Those were the play broke down and he needed to get a first down or he needed to get a two point conversion. And he got both. I mean, he looked good. And it was, it was interesting because he was not, there are guys who, when they start to scramble, immediately commit to their scramble. And that was not Trey. He was still looking downfield. He was adjusting on the two point conversion. He picked one hole, saw that it closed up, and then bootlegged it around to the outside. The key just. And that's exactly what Pat Mahomes does so well. Yes. It was smart. It was a smart scramble, and it was great to see. I guess the. Do you have anything else about Trey before we? I do want to talk a little bit about Kyle's quotes. I know you probably do too. Kyle Shanahan had another great quote after after the game yeah so i think it's also important to mention jimmy played tonight he played a drive he looked fine i think it's saying um he's out there without trent williams without george kittle without alex mack it's interesting to me that you would put your starting quarterback out without those guys i think that says that there is more of a qb battle the language has been changing that shanahan and lynch are using 
Um, Jimmy threw one pass that made me really mad because it reminded me remember last season when George Kittle hyperextended his knee because Jimmy threw a ball like way above his head in the middle of the field. Yeah. Jimmy did the exact same thing with one of our with a player tonight. He threw the same thing to Charlie Warner, a couple feet above his head. Warner had to go up and he got hit. Not as bad as the Kittle one, but it was like, Jimmy, you can't can't put your guys in positions to get hurt like that. So obviously the question is, is it Jimmy or Trey? It's all over Twitter. What what is it going to be? They asked Kyle Shanahan. The reporters asked him in the press conference after the game. Hey, you said it would take something crazy to happen for Trey for Jimmy to not be the starter. Has that happened yet? And Kyle Shanahan said no. And then Matt Mayoko, NBC Sports, one of the better, one of the great 49ers beat reporters. They're all great, but Mayoko's been around for a long time. Asked, hey, so why don't you just name the week one starter now then? And Kyle said, no. I don't know if I have the full quote. Let's, I got it right here. He is not making that announcement. No, I'm not making that announcement. Nice try though. Shanahan said with a smirk, according yeah, to NFL.com. If you watch the video, he says it with a straight face and kind of the end goes, has a little smile at the end. Um, yeah. So was, what's going on? Huh? How can he say Jimmy's the starter and then not say Jimmy's the starter in, in the same interaction? I don't understand. I don't know exactly why he was saying he's not going to name the week one starter because in my mind, he already has. Um, this whole, I guess, I mean, not like for sure. Um, he has yeah. not actually laid out week one starter it just sounds this whole off season of after drafting Trey Lance and this whole time it just really sounds to me like we've known that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to still be the starter for week one but I don't think that's changing but I think that I think that um, Kyle wished Jimmy looked better in preseason I think that Kyle was hoping he would play I mean he played some starters but really not a lot when he was out there yeah and he didn't look awesome, but trade, I mean, had little bits of flashes this last game, but he didn't look that awesome as well. Like neither of them get us excited to, to have him as the week one starter. I was pretty excited. I'd be pretty excited to see Trey as the week one. From starter. those, from that one game is what is all I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. I agree. If we put everything aside, like their performance uh, yesterday doesn't make me go, yeah, you're ready for week one. Like, no, we still, we got work to do. We need to work on some of these passes and Trey can throw the ball hard. But he's got the harder you throw the ball, the less room you have for error in my yeah. mind. So he's got to be hitting them on the on the spot, on the dime if he's throwing absolute bullets. Um, and he did. I mean, he hit Richie James right where you want to be catching it, right out in front of you, just a little too high, I guess, but still right through his hands. And again, that's more on Richie than it is Trey Lance yeah. for that one. I'm just assuming that anything involving Richie James that goes wrong is Richie James's fault at this point. We can assume that. But I will say, I believe Jimmy G is, is week one starter. I think that he – I want to say he's going to start the first four weeks no matter what, unless of injury, no matter what, uh, because Trey Lance has not had enough time. And exactly what Kyle said, like Trey Lance has looked good and encouraging, but he has not blown us away throughout an entire game. Like snippets, 80-yard touchdown to Trent Shurfield, absolutely. That gets, yeah. that gets us really excited, a lot of confidence in him. But there is still – we need a better completion percentage. We need less drops, man. Um, he, he's certainly getting there, and it, it's not far from being able to start an NFL game. He is not far. Um, no. But he's just not there yet. I I am more and more convinced that the bye week is going to be it. Like, I, I, I'm kind of like, no matter what happens, unless Jimmy Garoppolo suddenly discovers a deep ball, 
that it's going to be Trey after the bye week. We'll see. Yeah, the, last thing, the last thing I got on Jimmy is he had a scramble for a first down and it was maybe the quickest I've seen him. I was mad I, about that. I was like, why are you letting him run right now? I know, but it was encouraging for me because I don't think I've seen him go that fast on a scramble like that. So I was excited about that. Um, move on yeah. down the, down the offense. Yeah. The offense was, was cooking. We've, uh, we've talked a lot about Richard James. I think he's gone. I think he's gone. I do I not agree. think Richard James will be making the 53 man roster. Juwan Jennings has locked up his a spot on that team. I think. Yeah. And, uh, I think, I think he won't even be the, the last receiver on, um, I it's, believe. Oh yeah. You know, Debo Samuel, uh, Debo Samuel. Yes. Debo Samuel, Brennan Ayuk are top two. Yeah. I believe that Muhammad Sanu will fit in as the third. Yeah. That's, runner. that's what it's sounding like. I think Trent Shurfield would be number four and will be kind of, he'll come in for kind of, he'll come in for plays where he's kind of like primary deep threat. Yeah. And he'll uh, get his special teams work too. Totally. I think, I think Juwan Jennings will be number five is, is my guess, but we'll, we'll yeah, we, we might carry six and that would be, oh gosh, it's not going to be Jalen Hurd at this point, unless he gets out on the field next preseason and which he's supposed to be back to practicing next week. And unless he just balls out, which is a bummer, but that's the nature of football. Sherfield will also get special teams carries special team snaps as well. I think we talked about this a little, I know we both kind of see Sherfield as maybe the primary deep threat, but I think, I think Ayuk is going to be much. I'm like, I'm curious if Ayuk not being a deep threat so far is just that he hasn't really been on the field with Trey Lance and Jimmy doesn't really throw the ball deep as much. And then what do you think about Travis Benjamin? He had that touchdown tonight. Do you think that's just a preseason flash in the pan? Cause he would also be a deep threat kind of guy. I believe. I would be surprised if Travis Benjamin made it just because I don't know how old he is, but I know he's been around for a while and he's been with us yeah. and he's been on the team and just hasn't done a lot. So he's had some opportunity and hasn't really shown flashes and Jawan Jennings and Trent Shurfield are young and they're showing even more potential, I think. So I think those guys beat him out. Um, I think Webster could be the last wide receiver to make it, but more yeah. as a kick returner. Cause I think he's already, I think he's beating Richie James out as the kick returner. Yeah. And, Richie James has not looked good as a receiver. Granted, James did have a nice return yesterday. Um, we got yeah, catched, Rich- we were we were thinking it could be a, a quick run, but Richie sure. James has kind of been like a re- a receiver, a kick returner primarily for the 49ers and yeah. a receiver second. He's had one great game. He's been on the team for a few years and just never really firmly established himself. But yeah, it seems like Webster. If Webster can beat James out for the the punt, the kick returning spot and then i think i think he's on that he would get that sixth spot and there's something to be said for like just wanting a change once a guy's been on the roster for a while like yeah. and i know if i was managing the team i this might not be smart but i'd be like ah we've had this guy for a long time he's getting boring let's get a new guy in here so he's i think been here this long and he, he we haven't seen him grow so yeah. if we've seen him plateau and hit a ceiling like let's get a guy who has a potentially bigger ceiling and um i did see a quote that Shanahan said that Webster is going to have, if he wants to make the roster, he has to do it as a receiver and a returner. He yeah. isn't, they're not going to just carry a guy who is simply returner. Um, Cause they need, you know, IU can do punt returns um, and they'll get someone who can do kick returns as well. They're yeah. not going to just carry a guy who's simply, he might get his playing time at, at kick returns, 
but they're like, we need him to be able to play receiver too. So Ooh, I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Webster now. Really? He's a Bay Area native. I just Googled him. Went to Deer Valley High School for Manny. He had uh, another – Richie James had another really bad drop. We talked about it. Traylon threw it right through his hands above his head or like at his head. Yeah. Um, one that he should have caught. Um, yeah, he should have Another caught route that. that he was beat on and almost got picked. And when he, his first catch of the game, um, he caught it, took a couple steps, got hit, lost the ball, but it went out of bounds. So it wasn't a, truly a fumble, but just a lot of signs where I was not happy with Richie James when he should absolutely be making us excited to have him on the team, but not quite. Yeah. And I mean, he's an athletic guy. Like, I mean, he's a professional player, but like he's an athlete. Like he can move, he can make guys miss, but he's just, yeah. I think he's. I think his time is is over with the team. Um, I want to talk running back because our running back depth is phenomenal, which has been the case for the 49ers for all the time we've been under Shanahan, and that might just speak more to Shanahan's run blocking scheme that it can make any running back good. But man, I mean, I don't know who does and who doesn't make the team. Wayne Gallman looked great. Jermichael Hasty looked great. Did Trey Sermon get any even get any snaps this game? What was that? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's just kind of locked up his spot, like he's in. So, what what's going to happen with this running back room? Every one of them can looks like they can get ten to fifteen yards on a play, catch passes, and they looked great. They looked fantastic. Um, I think Wayne Goldman pretty much yesterday solidified getting a roster spot. Um, I know I was, I wasn't that much questioning it, but I just, I wouldn't be surprised if he was the one out just because of youth in Jermichael Hasty and if Elijah Moore, Elijah Mitchell, excuse me, yeah. talking about the Jets rookie receiver, Elijah Mitchell, if he is healthy before the start of the season, um, I don't see them, I'll be real bummed if Elijah Mitchell for some reason doesn't make it. Um, I think it, it bet. I mean, if he goes to the practice squad, I think that he would get snatched up by another team yeah. before he actually spends time on our squad. Elijah so, Mitchell. Yeah. I think Elijah Mitchell, cause he's, he's got some injury stuff that they might be able to IR him for a bit. I think he will be IR to start the year. I don't know if he's going to come back in time, but. And I think they like him as a special teams guy. Like I, for so everything I'm hearing is that people are thinking he's going to make the roster still. I don't know. We'll see. I would love but, it. I would love it, but if, if Wayne Gallman and Jamichael Hasey have anything to say about it, they're they're making it tough unless he starts as IR or primarily special teams. But Wayne Gallman looked good. Man, Jamichael Hasty is a shifty dude. Um, yeah. He is fighting hard for a spot on the depth chart. And I think I think he is still the last one to make it. I think he'll be the the number four guy. Um Again, I don't know what's going to happen. with. Don't Jeff forget Wilson. Jeff Wilson is stacked away on IR too. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's, what, yeah, that's what you were just saying. I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Jeff Wilson will beat out when Gallman and Jermichael Hasty when he comes back to be the, I'm going to say, second running back on the depth chart because we've talked about how Mostert's 1A, Tracerman's 1B. Yeah. I mean, that still puts Wilson at a three. But, um, yeah, I mean, I liked Jamichael Hasty um, last year for the little bits that he had. Would have loved to see more from him. Yeah, but wasn't bad first first little bit, and yeah, I mean, he he has some moves, and sure, he's playing second, third string guys, but he looked good yeah. yesterday. I thought they all looked good. I guess I'd almost rather carry depth at a different position because 
over the time Kyle Shanahan has been with the 49ers, every single running back that we have played has looked good. Matt Breda, Tevin Coleman, like all these guys have looked great when they're put into the 49ers scheme. So that's not to say these running backs aren't great, and they are. But I feel like, say we let a Jermichael Hasty go, a couple of guys get injured, we can find someone on waivers who will be able to come in and run behind Kyle's scheme. And so I guess, like, even though these guys are good and they are better than guys we would bring in, like, when the system can manufacture yards like that, I'd rather carry more guys in positions where the playmakers matter a little more. And I'm not saying running backs don't matter. I'm, I love our running backs. I think they're great. I think Raheem Mostert gives changes the dynamic of the team when he's on the field. Trey Sermon does. All these guys are awesome. But when you have a system that has been successful with everyone who has played in it, for the past four or five years now, don't carry an extra guy. When if somebody gets injured, you can bring someone in and plug them in, and they'll yeah. they'll probably be fine. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Let's uh let's move on to defense. Yeah, he didn't play a ton yesterday, but I still am so excited about and love Hufunga. Did you see him blow up that run play? Yes, that and it was so good. I think I don't know if that was. His design play, but he read it early. He was there, and man, he did blow it up. Um, he really didn't get to play too too much, um, but that's encouraging because they know great. He's locked in as yeah a starter or second string right there. So didn't need to see him play a whole lot. Um, it was fun seeing Ha Ha Clinton Dix get in the mix and he make looks some pretty tackles. good. I want to say tackles. Yep, hit four four solo tackles and it was, it was just fun to kind of see him there. And um, I know you were talking about Lenore. You're getting excited about Lenore yeah. and how he looked. Lenore's looking great. I think, and this is kind of, I think the, uh, the mentality of 49ers Twitter and beat writers right now, Lenore is outplaying fifth round pick. Deomdor Lenore is outplaying third round pick Ambry Thomas right now. And it's not particularly close. Lenore is looking at looked looked really good. He's got, he's had some picks in, in camp and practices. He's making the, I mean, I don't think a fifth round pick is ever usually in serious doubt, but I think he might be a serious, like good steal for the 49ers in the fifth round. I just think yeah. our secondary is going to be better than people are, than we expected going in. I agree. And I, I think they will be much better than I expected. Yeah. Um, if we go back to some of our first podcasts to start the off season, I was very worried about our secondary. I still, you know, I don't think they're going to be the, the greatest out there. I don't think they'll be in the top 10 in the NFL, but I certainly think they won't be in the bottom 10 anymore. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see what they can do. I want to see our starters play just because I don't think we've gotten to see too much of them. And that's good because we need them to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, but you're right. They, they're looking better and having Hufunga and Lenore and, you know, Ambry Thomas with them at the depth positions for each there there's different positions. I was trying to figure out which one to say for them at defensive back altogether. They're looking good. Um, I'm excited to see them get playing time. I'm curious if uh, Haha makes the roster and and where he fits in. I am assuming he does. But with how many tough cuts the Niners are going to have to make, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Haha Clinton Dix gets cut because they they just brought him in and sign him to a small deal. So I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. I don't think he's a guarantee to make the roster at all. Not a guarantee. And, and again, remember they, they signed him before Hufanga had his amazing preseason game. He'd been having a great camp, but I mean, yeah. that's once you see him on the field, that's the difference. Um, 49ers defensive line 
Oof. I was reading reports. The 49ers defensive line was just smothering the Chargers offense in like seven on seven our episode practices. On yeah. And then the preseason game, we saw it too. And this Nick Bosa wasn't out there. Like this is not even the, all of the 49ers defensive line, but we had a safety with Jordan Willis, who is yeah. may or may not break the roster, but he has a six game suspension at the beginning of the season for PEDs anyway. So he might be able to, slide in if someone else gets injured but we've got like 12 awesome defensive linemen like they looked we we were eating them up it was beautiful yeah i'm i'm nervous for these cuts um i think contavious street is is gonna make it pretty easy i think he's almost yeah i hope i hope he's He's around he's fast he looked real good yesterday um him and arden key both i think were the top two guys in my mind from the game yesterday and yeah um Arden Key, I don't know if he's a lock. I think he'll make it, but I don't think he's a lock yeah. just yet. Um, <clears throat> but I think that they they could be some of the leading guys on the B team or third string um, along with Maurice Hurst. I think he'll make it. Yeah. And um, he looked good. I, you know, there was, there was some, there's some skepticism on him. There was some stuff that he wasn't looking too hot, but I, I was pleased with his play yesterday and, as we said, man, our D line is just so good. There's so much depth. Um, cutting the roster down to 53 is going to be toughest at that position. I wouldn't be surprised if we keep a significant amount of defensive linemen. Uh, one because of the injuries that we've had the last couple of years at that position, but also because there's so much depth there and there's a lot of good guys there that we don't want to necessarily give up. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely going to be some names that I'm going to be sad to see go, even though we have so many awesome studs at other at other starting spots in on the D line. But yeah, I think Demeca Ryans has an absolute arsenal at his disposal. And I'm so excited to see what he gets to do with that this season. Yeah. That, that defense is going to be, is going to be fun. The D line. Yeah. I mean, depth that D line is a good problem to have once Nick Bosa is out there too. I mean, that's, it's going to shift things over. Eric Armstead will play more in the middle of the line instead of playing on the ends. Yeah. It's, it's going to be going to be fun. I just remember, I remember 2019, there was a game, the game against the Browns was when I was watching and I was like, Oh my gosh, this defense is incredible. And I'm just excited to hopefully have a similar revelation this year. And I I'm think, excited to see Armstead line up in the middle and be able to do that and play yeah. towards the outside. He can do both. Um, yeah, and Kinlaw has been out most of the time too, right? Mm-hmm. He's had some knee and a shoulder injury. He has not played much in the preseason. I don't know if he's played at all. So that's another guy that when he gets out there should hopefully really improve the team. Yeah. I, I think he'll be ready by preseason. I haven't seen any reports that he'll be out. Um, but what's cool is I don't want him to be out obviously, but I think that we're prepared. Even if he has to miss some time to start, we've got some guys who are going to yeah. really enjoy trying to get some time in, in a real game. And yeah, and I'm, I'm excited for next week's preseason game because it's been really talked about. The 49ers really do see this as like a dry run for against Detroit. So there's there's talk that like we might see Bosa, like we might see these guys we haven't really seen yet this preseason out for a series or two against the Raiders next weekend. So that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I do think all not all, but a lot of our starters will at least take a few snaps just so they can get a few out of the way before it's go time in uh, against Detroit. And yeah. uh yeah, I, I think that they need a little bit of just to, you know, get the the dust off their pads of, okay, I've, I've played in a real game. And it's not just practice. Like I, yeah, I think yeah. it might be one drive, just a few plays just so they stay healthy. But like, yeah, I, I hit that intensity. I was in a game before yeah. and ready to go. So. Well, and, and when you're a D lineman, like you literally cannot touch a quarterback 
in practice. So you got to got to practice your sack somewhere, right? Absolutely. And I think the Niners had at least four yesterday. Yeah, that was the safety was my favorite. Oh, yeah. We just Jordan smothered him. Awesome. Yeah. A couple of, couple of notes to, to end our time. I think uh, I was not pleased with the penalties. Um, there was 13 penalties on the Niners. There was like 225 12. yards of penalties in that game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw uh, – I think it was David Lombardi again. I was just all over his Twitter this morning. He's, and David Lombardi's good at what he does. He is. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I'm pretty sure the with total penalties, total penalty yards between both teams was like 260 something in it, or it was it was two something, but it was 60 more yards than I think it was 220, right? And it was 60 more yards than the Chargers had on offense altogether. Yeah. So there's more penalty yards between two teams than they had on offense, which is, you know, it's preseason, whatever, but still that's not an encouraging stat for them. Um, and 13 penalties is not an encouraging stop for us um, preseason, totally. but still, I, I want to see guys who are able to play without getting all the flags in the world thrown on them. Um, we've, we've already hit the, the tons of depth at any defensive position and a lot of the running back positions. Um, just my last thought is I am real excited for this year and I am real excited, but also nervous to see the final roster and who makes our, our, we already know our first string, I'm curious to see who truly makes second string, third string, and who rounds yeah. out the depth. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I think next week we'll we'll get you prepared for the final day of roster cuts, break down the final preseason game, and then it's it's go 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 time. We're playing the playing the Detroit Lions. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It will be fun. I, this is gonna far. be the funnest 49ers season in a very long time. And the 49ers went to the Super Bowl two seasons ago. But this is gonna be that was fun. This is gonna be fun too because of all the all the different things we're going to get to look out for the entire time we got a healthy team we got a young motivated team timmy we didn't even talk about the nfl top 100 list coming out and seeing that nick bose is on it george kittle's on it fred warren is on it kyle use checks on it Kyle use checks on it trent williams has to be on it oh yeah i'm sure i don't think they've gotten to like the top top yet so that's when we'll see trent williams i'm sure we've got we've got like five dudes on that that's amazing yeah it's going to be, that. it's going to be fun. All right, Daniel, thank you for joining me today. Listeners. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. Go 49ers, go Trey Lance, go Jimmy Garoppolo, go Kyle Shanahan and go football because football is back. Any parting thoughts to the listeners, Daniel? Uh, we're going to get you prepared for the season next week with uh, some roster we're going to predict who we think is breaking down the 53 man roster. So we'll be yeah. getting that the day before it truly comes out. So you can um, impress all so your friends be, with your football knowledge. <laughs> there'll be some cuts before uh, Tuesday rolls next Tuesday rolls around. Yeah. So you'll know a little bit about them, but yeah, we're going to break down the last preseason game with the Raiders and get you prepared for what is to come in week one with the, the Detroit lions. Yeah. All right. Listeners. Have a good one.